0: Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born. I'm here with my man, Kipper. We're waiting uh, on J.D. Bunkus. I don't think we have him yet. Uh, oh, we do. You. Bunk, what's happening,
1: buddy?
2: How dare you, sir? I'm always punctual.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. We had B. before. He, he, he oh. is right. It's 415 Eastern, and uh, you are right on the money.
2: I'm thrilled to be on today, boys. I'm, like, truly. I love this show. It's my favorite show. Even more so than my own. <laughs> no. But, yes.
0: Great place to say it.
2: Yes. This is my favorite show. I oh. love this show. And today was one of those days where you sign off, and then, of course, the thing happens. And you're like, I have 25 things on the thing. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the thing with the guys.
0: We could not be more excited to have you. We were just in break, and we...
1: <laughs> We are like, um, like cr- crawling over a finish line <laughs> right now. We are doing. A, this has yeah. been a tough week. It's man. been a long week, and right Absolutely. now I need your energy. I Here am, help. I'm like the coyote right now, or just I'm doing an army crawl <laughs> to get over the finish line. JD, so, will wheelbarrow, you pick JD up JD legs. Just, just bring it,
2: man. Well, what
1: you, what's up, bud?
2: I had three things for you, as I normally try and do, but those three things have been semi-scrapped. The first question that I had for the three of you today, though, was how loud does the Hyman slash kind of, to a lesser degree, Freddie Anderson own rental noise get? And how does it affect Morgan Riley? Because basically my theory of the day was before this Morgan Riley thing happened, okay, Zach Hyman, by Leafs land standards, it's been quiet. Not a lot of Leaf fans even want to talk about it. Mm. And I thought the assumption was pretty much, hey, this guy's playing with Connor McDavid. Let's see how this goes later in the year. But they play the Leafs in December. And I thought, man, if Zach Hyman has something like 15 goals at that point of the year, the Morgan-Riley noise is going to kick up. Freddie Anderson less so, because I think they had the immediate replacement for him. But it seems pretty clear to me that this team is really missing Zach Hyman like many of us predicted. And the big thing about the own rental thing was that It didn't really matter until Zach Hyman. They let JVR go, but everyone understood that was okay, and he got paid. And they went, okay, that's fine. They'll be able to supplement that. They let Tyler Bozak go, same thing. Hey, Tyler Bozak, good Maple Leaf. Thank you for your service. Sometimes overrated, sometimes underrated. But let's be honest here. No one was really rocking around the city in Tyler Bozak jerseys. Okay, so what, Tyson Berry? The Leafs were, what, going to get a second-round pick for him at best at the deadline when they decided not to shuffle him off? That own rental didn't really hurt them. A lot of people wanted his exit. Zach Hyman's sort of the first own rental where people went, huh, maybe this hurts. Maybe this <laughs> stings. Maybe this isn't the best strategy. And immediately after, Morgan Riley signs. After an entire offseason of quiet, after... Everything, all the discussions, all the ups and downs, kind of some seemingly reading between the lines, Morgan Riley not liking, like having some kind of incendiary quotes by a hockey player stretch. And then he signs a contract. And so conspiracy theory had time. Did the Zach Hyman <laughs> slash Freddie Anderson early success play any part in the Toronto Maple Leafs sudden urgency to get a deal done with Morgan Riley?
0: Well, you know, I think it's a really good argument. I actually mentioned something like that a little bit earlier on the show that that there is that potential that they looked at that and went, God, we just cannot have that happen again. It was becoming Kyle Dubas's legacy was that he let people walk for no assets. And at the end of this whole thing, if it doesn't work, you're left with no assets and a not great team. So I think part of the concern for the perception of things towards You know, the end of what is his vision here may have spurted along. My question is just why it didn't happen sooner. It's not like any Mm -hmm. of those numbers were unusual or, you know, it looked Mm -hmm. like you still had the cap room. Caps going up a million bucks. The castle money comes off. So, yeah. I know, Kipper, what do you
2: think? I'm I'm cringing. I'm, like, protecting. I'm, like, the please stop meme right now. I'm, like, Kipper, please don't hit me. You're
1: you're overthinking this.
2: Yeah, see, I'm ready.
1: Way (laughs) overthinking (laughs) this. And And you're not reading the tea leaves on the Leaf fans. Because they're 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 just gonna watch Hyman score goal after goal off his ass, off his shin pad with Connor McDavid, and they're just gonna just watch from afar. The emotion that you're talking about isn't there with the Leaf fans because they've it's it's only taken them 17 years to kinda understand this salary cap, but they get it. They knew. They absolutely knew that there was no room for another big contract with, through, uh, with a forward, okay? You, can, you couldn't go over $5 million with, the, with that forward group. Morgan, on the other hand, can slide in as a defenseman, and they will find a way to squeeze out another $2.5 million on the top of the five that he's making now. So that's the way you look at it. You got to add two and a half million next year to Morgan Riley. So they're going to ditch a couple of, you know, players and uh, maybe Kerfoot and and you'll find that money. But Leaf fans know that there wasn't even a hint of a chance to keep Zach Hyman when you've already put 40 plus in four forwards. They even figured it out, J.D.
2: I think that. In a lot of ways, you're right. I just, after the disappointing exit, think a lot of fans, basically one of the arguments for move a Mitch Marner, for example, was, well, are you better off keeping Hyman and using all that extra cap space on depth or whatever trade assets you get? Or are you letting him walk for free? And if you aren't, like... Wouldn't it behooved you potentially to have re-signed this guy and then worried about it later? Problem is you couldn't trade Zach Hyman right away, and I still don't think that you could do other, one of those other ones in the season. So my theme today is own rental because this is the way that all of this has shifted today. And now I started to think, as I always have, well, Morgan Riley, if I was looking at the the future, right, the – uh, the Leafs salary cap page, projecting it forward. Kind of the always succession plan was, and also maybe it's because succession is back that I'm doing all these conspiracies. <laughs> it's, not, it's not off the table. But it was always, well, they drafted Rasmus Sandin, and this is his year where he's going to come up, and if he's going to run a power player, he's going to be a power play quarterback, and he's going to be an offensive defenseman, and he plays the left side of the ice. Well, he's going to be the Morgan Rielly replacement. Now, that's pretty clear that it's not going to be the case. I don't think Rasmus Sandin is going anywhere, and obviously now he's not going anywhere, he being Morgan Riley. What if, what if Mm -hmm. Kyle Dubas is realizing that the guy taking all the heat right now, with all these own rental strategies, he should have used it with Jake Muzzin? And if you recall when Jake Muzzin signed that contract, people went, hey, we all love Jake Muzzin right now, but... He's going to be quite old and quite long in the tooth, and for a guy who is a shutdown defenseman, maybe he's not the guy to sign to the $5-plus plus million contract. All of a sudden, when I'm looking at the puzzle pieces, I'm wondering if the odd man out in this situation, the area where they try to find some of this money, is by shifting Jake Muzzin and by trying to find a way out of the Jake Muzzin contract.
1: I, I'm not sure if people have been paying attention to him and the fact that uh, the two biggest... Games of the last two years, Jake Muzzin was nowhere to be found. I knew Kurt. you'd love this. So, like, <laughs> so I, I want to take on five point six. Let me watch Jake Muzzin the next. You two he- weeks, heathens! How dare you, Taco Jake Muzzin?
2: Let me just say this: <laughs> I actually. I'm really hoping, really hoping that this defense pair shuffling that they've done is an indicator of, hey, we actually think this is all Justin Hall's fault, and now we're going to start some kind of crazy retroactive, oh, my God, can you believe they let Jared, Jared McCann go? But at last I heard, there wasn't, like, songs being written about Jared McCann out of Seattle, but who all cares? Right. Um, just, I just hold
1: on for a second. Yeah, go just, ahead. J- just envision now Jake Muzzin out for a prolonged period of time. Oh again! Look at that blue
2: line. Well, that's without them, so you're without them, you're screwed. Oh, so you want to not have them? No. Okay, I don't want to not have them. It's just that again, I'm watching Succession, and how can you have three left shot defensemen? The whole thing with this was, well, eventually this is going to sort out, and the puzzle pieces are going to work themselves out because Morgan Riley is going to end up walking away, or the Leaf season it goes disastrous, and he's the guy that. They flipped the deal. By the way, it should be noted that, you know, I had Frank Cervelli on my show the other day, and I flipped to him the idea of, hey, if things go south, is Morgan Riley, the trade guy. And he was like, huh, you know, that makes a lot of sense to me. And so I just got to say... The Morgan Riley just adding to the urgency of this thing getting done thing, the fact that nobody saw this at all, that this was just like a completely out of thin air thing, I'm still buying that theory. But all of a sudden, I'm looking at the Jake Muzzin thing and saying, man, you're so important to this team, and your importance is even greater because of the role you play. You're a shutdown defenseman. You're somebody that brings toughness to this team. You're a vocal leader for this group. We've seen in the playoffs when he gets hurt how massive the hole he leaves behind is. I just look at it and say, maybe this is indicative that they're looking at the writing on the wall being, hey, Kipper's right. He keeps getting hurt in the postseason. He keeps wearing down. Maybe he can't play 82 games maybe asking him to play these leverage minutes. Like, didn't he just get paired with Brody? Aren't they basically saying, we're going to try to give someone that helps you? The whole Jake Muzzin experience was that this is someone who elevates the people around him. It's the Kyle Lowry thing. That he's not just one piece, he's two. That you kept Justin Hall because, hey, he works with this guy. This guy elevates him. That's perfect. You lose the one thing in Jake Muzzin, you essentially lose the ability to pair him with a crappier defenseman who goes from being a career AHL player to all of a sudden someone who Sam McKee, your producer, talent identifier that he is, called the best defenseman on the Maple Leafs last year in Justin Hall. So I'm saying that if Hall is down, you lose two. And if he's down now, better to move off of the stock while it still has a little bit of heat.
1: What do you think, Kipper? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> I think you make a sense in, on, on a, lot of, a lot of reasons here. But, you know, here is here's the bottom line where are they truly because I said this earlier Kyle Dubas with this signing of Morgan Riley isn't doubling down he's tripling down Mm -hmm. and there's not a there's not a lot of wiggle room here for the Leafs to get better at the trade deadline because you've given up so many assets already in draft picks and I, I don't know where it goes from here are you going to throw a, a Robertson in the mix to get a legitimate top six forward or a top four D-man at the deadline to try to win this year and next year? Like, where are they? You know where they are, are they? Are they a contending team for the Stanley Cup or are they not? Because all I know for sure, based on covering this team over the years... I will now anoint them the the closest team to winning a Stanley Cup that's never got past the first round.
2: <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> yeah, what
1: an honor. Because <laughs> that's, that's really where we're at right now. Yeah. Like... Are they a team knocking on the door of trying to win a Stanley Cup because some of the moves that you're talking about JD would make sense if they're really that close. But I'm not sure when yeah. you can't get out of the first round in in 17 years how 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 good you think they really are? They are the fingers
0: crossed emoji over and over. It's like if yes. Martyr gets back on track and if Muzzin gets back on track and if Tavares shows he can find his stride again and if Matthew's wrist
1: is okay and if, and there if there the goaltending a... holds up. And if there was a lake up my butt, we all be fishing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that an expression? Why do we want to fish there? <laughs> that seems like the worst place to go. I'm not signing up for that camping trip. Oh. Um, I my, By the way, my Jake Muzzin thing is just simply, you're not doing the that trade until the offseason if things go awry it just feels like hard for me to believe that the Leafs would try to extend Rasmus Sandin which they're going to have to so there goes some of that two-point whatever money that we were talking about with Morgan Riley or trying to short up there comes in more now you're paying Morgan Riley that extra money your salary cap situation isn't changing much are you really going to employ four left-shot defensemen? I know Brody is not necessarily that, but is that really where you're going to pay, you know, all of a sudden a huge chunk of change? It feels to me like one of those dominoes essentially has to move. And I don't know if you do it in season, unless it's something where you feel like it's a lateral move, but maybe it balances out your roster. You go grab somebody's piece that might not fit with them as well. You take a haircut maybe on the name value of a muzzin for something that you think is a little bit more uh, of a roster fit with you now and long term, but also provides you with a little bit more of that, you know, penalty killer, stability, second pairing, can eat a lot of minutes, but maybe doesn't drive a lot of offense type of player. But more realistically, it's something that happens in the offseason. And so this brings me to number three, which is if not Muzzin, then is the Morgan Riley extension not the death knell for the, the core four? Because it sure feels like there has to be something that happens from this. Like you have to pay a goaltender. You're like the Jack Campbell right now is making, what, a million dollars? <laughs> he's gonna, right. he's up for a contract extension too. And even if he prices himself out of your market, are you really going to go into a year with Peter Mrazek and another $1 million goaltender as you're trying to win Stanley Cups with Austin Matthews on the final two years of his deal? I don't think so. <laughs> that seems a little bit uh, foolish. Now you've extended Morgan Riley. You're going to have to pay Rasmus Sandin. I hardly believe that they're going to move off of him. I don't imagine that they move off of TJ Brody. They're not trading Austin Matthews. I don't think they have the ability to trade John Tavares. And then you look at William Nylander and Mitch Marner, and we're going, oh, my God, we're back to this conversation again.
0: <laughs> it's a really good question, I think you. This is this is the point that I'll take away from our conversation today. That's the most likely thing is that the Morgan Riley thing pushes you closer to a scenario where that does someone from the core for go almost has to happen. You can make the case that, you know, Kerfa gets traded in the off season and the, the salary cap goes up a million bucks. The Kessel retention uh, comes it's, it's, off. It's not enough. Well, you got to, okay. you got to sign seven are, are, guys are for a minimum. At that are point.
1: we uh, staring at, a team that missed the playoffs lost in the first round got to a conference final got to a stanley cup final or, or won the thing by by a miracle like where where are we because those are all those are all decisions after we've answered that question mm-hmm. and if it is a first round exit then sorry but one of the big boys has to go and i would think oh yeah a lot more I, I, than that I, well i would i would guess it would be mitch marner
2: well, yeah, I, I would guess that too, but that's that's the interesting thing about this Morgan Riley thing to me today. The most interesting one is I just played out all these kind of conspiracy theories for you guys. But at the end of it, one of them is true. One of those things has to be true. Kyle Dubas, in some way, in signing this contract, has done two things at once. He has signed someone, finally, to a good contract extension. Really, like, this has happened. Morgan Rielly's deal, if you look at the comparables, is great. Sure, term, whatever. But either way, $7.5 million per year for a guy that might be on Team Canada or at least is going to push for a spot is a terrific deal. Look at what Seth Jones just got. So you keep your guy. That's great. But he has either moved on something. Something has happened here. Either A, he does not think that Jake Muzzin is someone who could be a part of the future of this team. B, he thinks that the core four thing ain't working and they can't afford to lose Morgan Riley out of this group or that he prioritizes him more than having those four forwards. Or C, he has recognized that the own rental strategy is done for him and he can no longer sustain doing that ever again. That the Zach Hyman and Freddie Anderson things have completely moved the needle for that general manager and have put a ton of heat on him to make sure that he never does this again. That all of the equity that he once had in terms of don't worry that player can walk. We're not losing, quote unquote, anything because we're gaining the opportunity to try to win a Stanley Cup. That faith is now gone. And this general manager no longer has the ability to let major assets walk for free.
1: Boy, those are really, really going to be tough decisions for the next general manager. <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> <laughs> Heat
2: all around from JD today. Wow.
1: Hey, great energy, JD.
2: Did I bring you guys closer oh, to uh, Kipper's Lake Butt fishing trip? <laughs> I'm exhausted right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it's like, again, the Leafs are so fun because of the Succession thing. Watch Succession and watch the Maple Leafs and watch Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas right now. Hey. And tell me that that doesn't make this thing 10 times more fun. It's amazing. That is a good show. Such a good show.
0: Succession, Such... have you seen it? G- oh, I haven't, no. But you know what? Oh. Sammy was just telling me
1: to get on it. So
0: it's, oh, it's the yeah. best show on, on, on TV right. by far. Yeah. Right. The, um,
1: the amount of people getting thrown under the bus in their own family yes. is incredible. So great. It's so great. Awesome. awesome. On parallels
2: there somewhere. No, but, but that's uh, it. That's why I'm saying that there are all these things running through my head. I'm just in full conspiracy mode with the Maple Leafs. And I'm picturing Kyle Dubas behind closed doors and him brokering side deals with people and Mitch Marner pretending to be happy for Morgan Riley as he signs this deal, but then getting on the phone with Darren Ferris. Who's the Leafs, like, bud? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's, who's the one getting pinched here? Who's the guy getting pinched out of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, that's what I want to know because somebody's got to go. I look at nice guy Jack Campbell. Is it like nice guys finish last? Thank you for your service, but we're moving on. We don't think that you're the long-term solution at the position in net. We're trying to find something else here. Like, I just think that... It's, they're a fascinating team off the ice, right? For everything that has sucked on the ice, there sure right now is a lot of dominoes that still have to fall with whatever the long-term future of this team is because all we really know for certain is that after this year, they have two more years less of Austin Matthews. And that feels like a lot of pressure to me.
1: All I know for sure right now is you gotta go,
2: yeah
1: <laughs> all right, j d uh, before See I let you, you go, oh no, uh score Saturday night
2: oh god uh, don 't you I dare ca- say they lose I, no here 's the thing i kind of i 'm such a sucker for them, I grew up rooting for them this is this is the disease of the maple leafs is. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks. They beat the Chicago freaking Blackhawks in overtime. And I go, you know.
3: We're back, baby.
2: They got on the the plane after that game. The vibes were good. Nylander scored. Marner made a good play. Tavares is feeling good about himself. They're shuffling up the decor. Man, Jack Campbell made a big save. You got to figure that those guys. Matthews is chirping with a fan. Like, maybe they found a little bit of their mojo. Maybe they found a little bit of that that thing that they need to unlock this year which is the ability to be the heels of of the NHL, the ones who can be the bad guys not only to other fans because that was already a thing, but to their own fans, to finally stick it to all the people that say they don't believe in you because it's one thing when you're the Patriots and you win and you pull Tom Brady pulls the we're underdogs, nobody believes in us. We're it's us against the world. It's a different thing when you're a bunch of guys who have basically been front runners who got the love of this fan base like nobody else without doing anything and all of a sudden had everyone turn on them and accept that this was going to be the parameters of the relationship so I'm in for a Leafs win on Saturday night. I'm, I'm a sucker, um, and I'll be there on the couch texting with all of you about how I'm one. stupid <laughs> when, the Leafs, when the Leafs come out flat yet again. Jason Spezza scores their only goal, and I start texting, <laughs> free Spezza, free Spezza, free Spezza. Oh Trade him to God. my senators. Trade him to my sense. <laughs> you know, that's it. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm really letting you go now. I thought it was before,
2: but now yeah. cut him off. J.D. Bunker <laughs> Thanks, see you, from
1: the morning show. Cut Thanks, him man. off. He's the best. He's How? the only guy you could ask the score to and get that I'd answer. And get like ten
0: minutes. <laughs> you wanted content. Give me a score. He
1: gave you content. Hot content. Four one. Three two. <laughs> How hard is that? Fairly <laughs> pretty. Oh my god! I know we said, "Hey, listen, we were running out of gas here. Can you provide us some energy?" But uh, I, 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 I wasn't go. even expecting that much. It was <laughs> like he was like. Cage doll week or something, or he was like, Yeah, shot out of a cannon, shot, shot out of a cannon with he no was. helmet. Good stuff. All right, we're gonna take some texts. Yeah, we got you, some texts. Let, let, let's hear it. Let's hear how bad our show is. Um, okay, <laughs> there are a few
3: of those. They're still listening, <laughs>
0: that does come up from <laughs> time. they're, to they're time. still
3: listening. So, um, okay, this one is uh, Patrick, Patrick from Saskatoon says, Lake up my butt. Where the heck did that come from? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. The Leafs suck and nobody care. Okay, thanks for that text. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, Why are you listening to the Sports Sportsnet and The Fan? All right. Here's a real text. Leafs defensive play has been very poor to start this year. Correct. Do you think the loss of Dave Haxtall could be a contributing factor? The two years he was here, the Leafs defensive game was much
1: improved. They look lost now. Uh, that's a good question. It is a good question. Uh, Thank the- you for that. The, the feedback I get from a few players is no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, okay. Not at all. No. Uh, and there were times when Dave wasn't even sure who was on the ice, according to some. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that was his specialty. I think it was their commitment. It was a real conscious effort it last was, year. That was the and plan, right? It was right? noticeable. Really noticeable.
0: Well, I mentioned trust off the start of the show, and that's what I see. So you know how it is, like, you're in the D zone, and you see the other team has the puck, and when you really believe in your team, you just go. And right now, I see a lot of hesitation. A lot of players kind of waiting to check. Does someone have my back? Is the the proper rotation? I just see hesitancy, and that
1: comes with a lack of success and and new players, too. Do you remember last season, the game... In Edmonton, where they came, when they went in, and they shut Connor right yeah, down, yeah, yeah. and it was Hull and Muzzin who completely remember that Do you guys remember oh, that no, pre- no, no, no. games? No, but, oh, yeah. but but the cherry on top was the Edmonton game. I think it was a Saturday night, and I'm watching this game, and I'm like, this is this may be the best all around game I've seen the Leafs play in. Over 10 years. You know what, though? This was peak peak Leafs because they won those games. And then right after that, they everyone
0: praised them, great team, oh, cup champions. And all of a sudden, they were miserable for weeks like, after that.
1: At that point, people were, were going, this team's legit.
0: They were league favorites, you know, among the league favorites anyway.
1: And they and, lost two in a row to... Um,
0: you and me. Vancouver. To the zigzags. And, and yeah. then <laughs> yeah, to the
1: COVID and, yeah, yeah racked. Yeah. And, and then knucks. we found out the, the Canadian division sucked.
0: Yeah. I Listen, I called that before the season and got a lot of flack for it, but it was a rough division in retrospect.
3: All right. Let me see what else we got here.
0: Yeah, the, um...
3: Okay. So- oh, I got some Riley texts here, if you're interested. Yeah. Riley contract. And these three words are in capital letters. Hate, hate, hate this deal. Oh, boy. Let's add another albatross contract to a core that hasn't won a playoff series dubis's time is coming to the end and my faith in this group is almost gone matt in toronto
1: see see matt is saying what we basically said the last little while is that it, it it'll be i know it's just a simple thing to say but if if they are the team that they think that they have that's competing it's good But if they're going to be a team, even with Morgan Riley in now uh, that struggles to make a playoff spot or, or loses in the first round, then it's, it's, it's a bad signing. It is. I, I would have probably waited a little longer. I wouldn't have done it now. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, Morgan's not going anywhere. Let's just see where we are as a team. I would have, I would have probably waited JB mm-hmm. to January 1st. I don't Morgan if if you know Morgan really wants to be here then just just wait it out. Let's just see where the team's going. Let's just see how how good we really are. I I would have waited.
0: Yeah. You know, it's not a bad point. Like just seeing what he looks like this season. I personally, watching, I haven't loved his play, and I think that people have generally. People think he's been good this season. I haven't, but their whole decor has been questionable, so it's been tough to read. The, you know, excuse me one sec. <clears throat> one of the things that I have statistically, there's a cough
1: button there, Borny. <laughs> did, <he>, did, <laughs> yeah.
0: did, did he? I'm new. Did you I'm think new.
1: that you did you press a cough ca- no, button? No, I didn't even
0: motion towards it. Um... Anywho, one of the things that we have statistically from Sport Logic are stretch passes uh, per game and controlled exits. Morgan Riley has not been exceptionally great in departments I expect him to be very good. And it's contributed, I think, to a lot of the slow offense, a lot of the lack of uh, rush chances, whatever. So I haven't loved his game so far this season. So to your point about waiting, maybe there's some incentive there to, to see this play out a little bit Um but you know it's good good, I think for the the team and the confidence to to know that he's locked up for a while
1: I just remember this story of uh when you hit that what you thought was the cough button Still on your desk mic. so i'm uh, this is at the old studio at at sportsnet uh fan five ninety and I'm in a control room, and I'm getting ready to go on the show, but there's another show ahead of me, and I can hear the show on speakers and i'm thinking i'm going to just shut the the show off and i lift this plastic cover over this red button and i press it and i shut the whole network down no yes <laughs> do you guys have one of those buttons here that shouldn't even exist yeah why is that button <laughs> yeah. real? I felt like we're going to have to hit that button sometimes this week. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: been some tension oh, I got the, I around got, the show. I
1: got, I got the show off the speakers. I mean, I, yeah. mission accomplished, but I just happened to take the network down for a few seconds. Well, I, nice I lo- to know Sam has that option. I love, there. I love this text. Ace from Toronto.
3: I wish the lease very well, but our relationship causes me way too much stress. Some time apart will do me good for, for now. Great signing, locking in Riley. Love your show. So, guys, taking some time away. Ace is just gonna take a step aside, causing I, him too much stress.
0: I respect that that decision. You know, Kate,
1: I first of all, I call BS, Ace.
0: That he's not stepping yeah, away. He's not well, stepping he threw away. it in the Riley thing,
3: so it's like you're not. <laughs> but, you're <laughs> you're you a, you're you're listening to the, the face. Huh? today.
1: Yeah, exactly. St- uh, starting now. <laughs> now. No, 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 no. No, no, now. no, no, no. no. Yeah.
0: Now. <laughs> I had a. Um, so a former employee of the of this place and not someone who was fired someone who left by choice uh messaged me about how the Leafs are ruining their life and they actually are having to affect their relationship at home because they go to bed angry and yelling at the team and in a bad mood. If you watch sports to that that degree like get help i love- I love you I love you but it's that that can't, you cannot allow the leaves to do that. I, I was like that
3: when I was younger. there is you? for sure there
0: is a lot of people
1: like that. Yeah, man. That just can't be true.
3: I was like that when I was younger. Honestly, I've, you know, I've been working around it a lot more now. I'm a little less oh, crazy no. than I used to be. Uh, and,
1: but I when I got traded to New York, they like in tears these people, in tears. Yeah. I got And a it would boys. be this it, it would be the same thing here like tenfold. If the Leafs, if the Leafs
3: god forbid ever live lift Lord Stanley's mug. There may be a tear or two in my eye. Not gonna lie oh, to you. Hundred
0: percent there would be for you. Not yeah. gonna lie to you.
3: But I think we don't have to worry about that right now. <laughs> All right, here, here's a here's a good one. You got choked
1: up a little bit there. I do. Right? I honestly don't, like
3: hey, I have hey. these I don't even let me let don't myself go have there, I, don't, Sam. I don't let myself have the thoughts. don't, don't go
0: there.
1: I don't I don't. I know it's Friday, we're tired, but don't go. Feeling <laughs>
0: <there>. emotional. Thinking <laughs> of John Tavares going to lift it and hand uh, it to who first? Who's the who's the old guy? Uh, no, in the Leafs? Okay. I, I used to think out. I was like, it's gonna be Marlowe. That's what oh, I was Wayne thinking. Oh, Wayne Simmons. I was like
3: Marlowe. He has Wayne Simmons it. would get it first Thornton he? last year. Yeah. Anyways, um, so if they signed Hyman, they can't sign re-sign Morgan or Jack Campbell, could they? So did they make a choice between signing Zach Hyman? and then potentially getting to sign Morgan Riley and or Jack Campbell.
1: Was that in the consideration? Well, it it doesn't matter how you slice it. It would just, there wouldn't have been enough pie. But you can't, you can't go more, you can't go Hyman. It's just, they wouldn't have allowed you to have a grade A defenseman and, and, and Morgan. It just, there's just not enough money there. JB
0: and by the same token, all this talk about Hyman and how, okay, so you couldn't extend them. You couldn't keep kept these guys. Had you paid them. You couldn't have traded them last year either. You were so all in with this Canadian division that you were winning, you know, with the, uh, you know, the, the, that was supposed to be the chance they were paying draft picks to get Nick Felino. Like it was the all in year. Hyman was the cost of all in, not the cost of a decision. Um, a roster decision, so much of a season decision, and that was supposed to be the year, which is why losing that series went up three one hurts all
1: the more. And he makes up a he makes a, a good point about Jack Campbell. If Jack Campbell continues to uh, traject the numbers that he's, pr- uh, he's providing,
0: a right now, I just looked,
1: and uh, you would assume that he'd be in a position to earn. No less than Mirazik's three eight. Oh,
0: three eight is the floor. If he plays forty two right? games and Mirazik plays forty, it's the floor. And I understand it's too late for that, but
1: And uh, if, if he if he wins a round, he'll put himself in a position where he should ask for about four million dollars. There's,
0: there's a chance if he I mean, if he's a nine eighteen goaltender at the end of the year that someone says, Hey, we'll give him three by six. Like a number that the Leafs just could not do. No, that's a nine eighteen. That's elite, elite, elite. So goaltending,
1: people are always desperate now, for it. And then now, and yeah. now he'd be scrambling. He'd take Wayne Simmons, and he'd throw his nine hundred thousand with the Marlies. Still need a player. Jason, you only save one fifty. Jason Spezza would not be back. Uh, and then uh Mikheyev to play with nine would be, forwards uh, would be gone at one. No, you just start pulling up your.
0: I'm just saying you can't make less than Spezza, so you don't even get ahead there. But, yeah, yeah. what do you do? I mean, Engval, Kerfoot. Yeah, you just... Burn it
1: down. You just start going with your bare minimums. At least you got a chance to build with those some of those young kids now. That's all.
0: Is Rodion Amarov yet? Can oh. someone
1: call <laughs> Rodion's agent? Can you play with 12... 12- on the roster, <laughs> I think you <he> can. <laughs> Vegas played a oh, game with 15 yeah. skaters
0: last year. Brodeo. Watch them try.
3: Uh, here's a text. The 1993 team. I certainly yelled at the TV.
0: Yelled is go. yelled is fine. Yeah. I mean, I yelled. I actually yelled at the power play the other night. Just I, move sh- it, move and it. I also
3: yelled. Did you do a shoot. Thank, thank God when Willie scored in overtime. Thank I was God. like, oh,
0: thank God. Wasn't really a yell, but it was more of like an exasperated just oh relief. Yeah. Well, think about it. Had they lost that game on the backs of having lost, you know, four in a row before, that changes the whole tone around the team of like, are they going to fire the GM? Are they going to fire a coach? Is someone going to get traded? Like this bought them another two weeks, given the schedule they're playing good teams. So that would have just
1: been that rhetoric, the social media rhetoric. But it, we we know that's not the case. We we you know think
0: regardless of what happens this year, this is going to be who's. Who's with the team? Uh, like they're not going to fire Dubas.
1: They're not going to foul Are waffles involved? Oh, my God. <laughs> jerseys have already are, been thrown. J- yeah. Are jerseys involved? I mean, there's no way to really truly predict how some of these people in MLSE, the board, people above who who make the decisions will react to sometimes how ugly it could get. Mm-hmm. And you think that... You you think that, okay, we're we're gonna stay calm here and then you don't know how you don't know how ugly it'll get.
0: Yeah. Fans are just listening to these texts, fans are pretty sick of
1: not winning. Twenty games, we said, is the American Thanksgiving. Is a really good idea of what a team might look like the rest of the season. By twenty, we'll know for sure if they're gonna fight tooth and nail for a playoff spot or not. They got or, an, or get in comfortably.
0: They got an, a tough three games after so, D- detroit they have to get detroit tomorrow
3: so what do we expect without your life stories guys what are we expecting for a score tomorrow night what are we thinking tyler bertuzzi well, is not traveling because he's not vaccinated so he will not be playing in toronto tomorrow who is i think the leading scorer so that is. uh
1: that is so strange to me
3: imagine just being like i'm the only i'm the america guy I only playing the states <laughs> yeah. it's like you can't come on the road it's
1: crazy and can't play in 72 degree weather. Can't, uh, but let's, that's his choice. We're not even going to go down that no, path thank right you. now. No,
0: smart smart, call there. Um, yeah. So looking at the uh, fancy analytics, uh, this is not a team that the Red Wings who do well in the chance department, the rush chance department. I think the, the Leafs are actually going to get some opportunities going up and down the rink, and that can change things for them. Just seeing, you know, Marner making plays with Tavares off the rush. Tavares putting away that backhander in full flight. I feel like this is a team that does well when they get when they get to move up and down the ice with the hockey puck, and they're going to get to against Detroit. Give me four. Well, we said four one already. That, yeah, I don't want to steal someone else's. Give me give me three three spit. We'll say. God, three. Mrazek shuts down his team.
1: Th- three's still a team that's struggling a little bit on <laughs> offensively, isn't yeah, it? I guess I did at uh, home.
0: W- Waffle a Can we give them
1: five? Wouldn't
3: it be nice just to see them just run team. it up? You know? Like how kind of there's like gonna
0: a- be nights for this team where they do that. They have too much talent to not have nights like that. Why them. not
1: tomorrow? And then I'm gonna <laughs> accuse them all of being cookie monsters.
0: <laughs> oh, it's
1: point night. Can't win, it's eh? Can't win night. with the
0: boys. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> it's gotta be <laughs> just a solid effort. It's
0: oh, of course the you know, Martiner shows up when they win six nothing. Yeah, you yeah. just can't even win. That was one of my
1: favorite
3: takes forever with Willie. Yeah. was like, oh,
0: Willie scored in a 7-1 game. What a surprise.
3: I, I loved that take for a while, but now he's been really good, so i got to get off his back.
0: There is there is some, you know, merit to yeah. certain players. You cr- didn't think it was great, though,
1: in, uh, in Chicago.
0: No, I thought he was outright bad, actually. But that's
1: what those guys are supposed to do. They can have mediocre games, but when, when there's a chance for them to be game changers... It's on his stick. Happened with Willie last year, too. Five he played all. terrible against the Flames in the yep. game. Then he
0: tucked one in really, the dying minutes. Really nice won goal. it in it OT. Yeah, it was OT winner yeah. was na- No, oh, he yeah. scored right before, too. Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Nasty yep. OT winner. Going to a Halloween party tonight, boys. All really? 6'5", you, lot-
0: 120 pounds. You you're going as a Slim Jim?
3: You you're going <laughs> as a, a Super Leaf fan? No, I'm going as, I don't know. I, I got two. I got two costumes up in the air that I'm going to potentially do. But all the all the guys that are going to listen to the show. So I'm going to be getting some lease stakes tonight, boys. Oh, I, I'm going to be doing the, I'm going to yeah. be doing the show Do again me a tonight. Favor
1: on Monday, keep them to yourself. <laughs> all right, good week, boys. I, good I, work. I think we got through it. We did. I think we're standing. We are. We're all good. The game goes on. No bosses waiting outside the studio to talk with us. All right, Derek. Thank you for a good week, pal good job and biz semi who's the real star of the show right he now is. i've turned i've turned him into a monster jb <laughs> i really have his, his minutes
0: for gamer up and i love it
1: justin Great what you got planned this weekend
0: Um, uh, you know what? my mom's coming to town a little halloween with the the kids walk around the neighborhood good all that stuff
1: have fun no candy apples eh Don't, No. no candy apples no
0: no one makes homemade stuff that's anymore.
1: my halloween rule I'm Nick Kiprios for real Kiprip Born. Thanks for listening SportsNet 590 the fan.